Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. In the early part of the 1800s in Yorkshire, England, a godly young Christian lady lay dying. She was a devoted Methodist, the granddaughter of a Methodist preacher. One of her prized possessions was a Bible that she had been given by her Sunday school teacher many years before. As she lay on her deathbed, she called her six-year-old son Thomas to her side. She had prayed for his salvation throughout his young life, and now as she said goodbye to him, she handed him her treasured Bible and prayed one last time, Lord, please save my boy and call him into your service. This dear lady's life continued to impact her son throughout his childhood. And years after his mom died, still in his youth, Thomas Armitage heard a sermon titled, Is It Well With Thee? That day he put his faith in Jesus Christ. When he was 16, Thomas preached his first sermon from the text, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Three people were saved that day. In 1838, Thomas came to America and served with the Methodist Episcopal Churches in Albany, New York. He became the pastor of the Washington Street Church in Albany and had a revival where 80 people were saved. He had become a respected preacher among the Methodists, and he had a bright future with them. He was hesitant about some of their doctrines, like the ideas about sinless perfection, the security of the believer, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. But being the great-grandson of a Methodist preacher, and because of his loving memories of his mother, he felt a strong loyalty to the Methodists. Then, in 1839, while he was visiting in Brooklyn, he saw a new believer baptized by immersion. It had a strong impact on him and made him consider whether or not his doctrine was right. Not long after that, back in Albany, he watched someone else be baptized in deep water after making a profession of faith in Christ. That pushed him over the edge to seriously study the subject, and the result was that he knew without a doubt that he must unite with the Baptists. He was soon baptized by immersion and then ordained as a Baptist preacher. He received a letter of honorable discharge from the Methodist Episcopal denomination, and by the first part of 1848, Thomas Armitage was laboring with the Baptists. The following June, he was asked to candidate at the Norfolk Street Church in New York City. Their current pastor was very ill, and he was helping his people select his replacement. Both the aged pastor and the people were quickly won over by the 29-year-old Armitage. And as the old preacher invited young Thomas to be his church's next pastor, he told him, If you refuse this call, it will be the most painful act of your life. He became the pastor on July 1st, 1848. People were regularly being saved, baptized, and added to the church. In his fifth year, 140 new believers were baptized. Four years later, 1857, 152 were baptized. The building burned down in the first year of his pastorate, so they relocated within the city, built a new building, and renamed the church Fifth Avenue Baptist Church. In 1880, Thomas Armitage was asked to give a series of lectures on preaching at the Hamilton Theological Seminary in New York. These lectures were later published in book form under the title, Preaching, Its Ideal and Inner Life. The book contains great instruction to anyone who hopes to be a better communicator of God's truth. In the chapter, Jesus, the Preacher's Great Model, Armitage says, 
Young brethren, drink into the originality of your Lord, and you will become natural preachers. First, find out by close study of yourself what your native weaknesses are, and if you find none, decide at once not to enter the ministry, for it calls for men of like passions with other people, and not faultless angels. Then, find out what your native excellencies are, and keep both these discoveries to yourselves. Other people will find them out soon enough. It is your privilege, however, to know them first. Then, further, cast out your weaknesses if you can, and if not, check and control them. But cultivate your excellencies, however they may differ from those of other men. The greatest long-term contribution that Thomas Armitage made to the cause of Christ came as the result of an invitation from a publishing company early in the summer of 1882, when they asked him to consider writing a comprehensive book of Baptist history. Pastor Armitage declined because of his demanding responsibilities as pastor, but he recommended several other men who he believed were very qualified. The publishers responded by saying that the others had refused, and would he please reconsider? Based on the fact that he was such a student of the subject that he owed it to his fellow Baptists to write their history, he finally agreed providing that there be no restrictions on the principles that defined his approach to Baptist history. He wrote, The attempt to show that any religious body has come down from the apostles an unchanged people is of itself an assumption of infallibility and contradicts the facts of history. It is enough to show that what Christ's churches were in the days of the apostles that the Baptist churches of today find themselves. The first printing of his book, the History of the Baptists, was published in 1886 with nearly 1,000 pages. It can still be easily found in reprints. Thomas Armitage died in 1896, having made a tremendous impact for Christ in his day and for future generations. Christian, never stop pursuing the work that God has for you to do. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.